Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Nicole, we're back! Yay! I missed you. I missed you. We took a week off. We did take a week off. Nicole and I took a week off of our recording schedule. Things got a little crazy in Australia and in Puerto Rico um, with our personal schedules. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm so excited to be back on the mic. And we didn't skip a beat on the podcast feed because we love you guys. We're not going to do that. Um, but no. yes, it's so great to be back on the mic with you. It feels like eternity since we've chatted. I know. I know. I'm so excited for today. I'm excited for today's topic. I'm excited for today's topic too. We're going to be talking about finding your passion, which is so relatable for me because Nicole, you and I were chatting before we started recording and I shared with you that like maybe eight years ago-ish, ten year, eight to 10 years ago, it was right when I joined John at Entrepreneurs on Fire. So I kind of like newly become an entrepreneur. And I remember having a conversation with someone uh, actually related to, you know, just what I wanted my life to look like. And the person asked me, well, what are you passionate about? And I, I guess if I were like, imagining a cartoon, I was kind of like deer in a headlights to that question. I was just kind of thinking, whoa, well, I don't know. <laughs> and that kind of freaked me out that I didn't know because I'm like, well, obviously I should be passionate about a lot of things. And how can I not answer this question right now? And it really caught me off guard. And yeah, I, I mean, have you ever felt that way about like no, totally. I totally relate to this. It was so funny when when you mentioned it because I I feel like I've had two contexts in my life where the idea of like passion, which I always associated with like a hobby for some reason, and I, I'll tell you why I associate having a passion as related to having a hobby because the first time this came up was when I moved to Japan. So I was 23 and that was the first time I had the same question that you got posed, like, what's your hobby? What, what are you passionate about? And I was taken aback. I was like, uh, I don't have anything. I don't know. <laughs> and I just felt like, oh, this is the first time I've been asked this question. And it was funny because in, in Japan, they're really obsessed with hobbies. They love, they do so many different things. And I was just like, I never, I don't do many different things. I went to school. <laughs> I had a part-time job while I was at school. I went straight to uni. I've been studying for five years. So I've been working and studying and that doesn't leave much time for anything else. So I'm like, oh, I don't have anything. And I remember feeling like, what, how is this possible? Cause I, I think I shared this with you before. I didn't grow up playing a team sport. I didn't I didn't yeah. learn a musical instrument. I mean, I've had little stints here and there. And we can talk about that because, yeah, this brings to mind 
a few little uh, experiences that I had growing up. But in general, like there was not a definitive because where I remember in conversation and I would get asked this question all the time by Japanese. I think it was almost like it's something they learn in English conversation class, like what's your hobby? And I'm like, okay, stop asking me that question because I don't have one. (laughs) None. (laughs) Zero hobbies. (laughs) I know. And then I'm like, what's yours? And they would rattle off a whole bunch, one of them being shopping. And I'm like, oh, hang on a second. Shopping? Like, no, no, no. If we're talking shopping and shopping's included as a hobby, this is a very different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I am passionate about shopping. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I can get passionate about that for sure. I didn't know we're talking about, you know, that's, that's counted. I I don't know. I always thought like hobbies and passions had to be quite either, yeah, musical, sport, intellectual. So I'd throw, oh, reading, reading. I'm definitely into reading. Uh, mm. I'd, I'd be scrambling. Yeah, yeah I mean, I w- I'm actually just thinking now too because uh, in a you know a couple of our past episodes, we've talked about that being such an important distinguisher when we're having these conversations, right? Your definition of the thing really mm. makes a big difference <laughs> yeah. in the outcome of the conversation. So, you know, what you define as a passion is it a hobby? Is it just something that you do in your free time? Or is a passion like, is it something that lights you up and that you get super excited about and that you can't, that you think about a lot, you know, like, so those things, if you think about, you know, shopping as an example, like (laughs) I I enjoy shopping, but like, I don't think about shopping uh, like excessively or I don't know. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. So that was like the first time that that question came up. And then similar to you, I never thought about it when I was in the teaching space. It's like, you know, you're busy with what you might be doing something else as a sport, but it's never talked about as a passion. And then as soon as I became an entrepreneur, this word gets flown around all the time, right? Mm. Do what you love, be passionate. And maybe that's kind of entered more into the kind of general conversation, you know, you'll hashtag do what you love, love what you do type of thing. And I don't think that was a thing when I was in my twenties or thirties. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) When you're posting on Twitter about teaching and you use that hashtag, probably not going to (laughs) happen. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So that's really interesting too, because I was thinking like when, when I was asked that question again, newly into entrepreneurship and I thought like, Oh my gosh, well, I don't think I've ever sat down and asked myself that question before. So I have no idea how to answer it, which in and of itself was pretty eye-opening, you know, when when you stop and ask yourself something that you've never asked yourself before. Um, it can be quite eye-opening to actually take the time to sit and answer it or to think about it at least. Um, but when you were talking about this transition between maybe the corporate world and entrepreneurship and that word passion um, becoming so much more on the forefront of people's minds and what they talk about in terms of lifestyle, Mm -hmm. if you will, um, that, yeah, maybe in my corporate days, I never would have thought to ask myself that. And I wonder if it was because of like a complacency issue, Like I was never really like striving or searching for more because I was kind of just like, okay with how everything was not, not that I was super happy with the way that everything was, but I wasn't really, I didn't like have that fire under my, you know what, to Mm -hmm. 
really be thinking like, oh, I should be passionate about stuff and I should have hobbies. And it was kind of like, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to get a paycheck and going to pay my rent and buy my groceries and hang out with my friends. <laughs> so you weren't, you weren't thinking about, or were you, did you have something that you would do frequently, like a sport or a hobby when you were in corporate? Running, I mean, you know, gosh, workouts for us. I'm so glad that both of us are so passionate about working out. There you go. That's been a passion of mine for a really long time. Um, But yeah, I mean, when I was in corporate, actually, you know, I'm thinking throughout my 20s, really like in my early 20s and then into my 30s, that's when I started doing half marathons Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was running a lot, training a lot. That, That was certainly something that... Um, that I definitely loved. And travel, too. I mean, travel's like one of my true loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm very passionate about travel. But, you know, at the time that I was in corporate, I wasn't really traveling that much because I couldn't get a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. So it was a passion of mine, but I didn't really exercise it, I guess. Were you conscious that it, it, was, it was a passion and even your running is like, okay, this is something that I really enjoy and I don't enjoy this. Because I think when I think about, say, when I was in teaching, oh, so, you know, as a teacher, you sometimes need to take those mental health days, as we call them, just basically <laughs> calling in sick. I need a day off. <laughs> Everybody does it because, you know, it's a demanding job. And I remember when I would take my mental health days every now and again, The one thing I would do first thing would be to go for like a massively long walk, go Mm. on the bay and I'd just take myself on this really long walk. And I remember, and I came, this came to me um, a few weeks ago, the the thought of this, because I was actually walking in the same area. And I remember that feeling when I was doing, when I was on that walk and, and I was still in teaching and I was like, oh feels so good if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't have to go to work every day or if I didn't, you know, have be bound by this schedule, I would do this every day. It'd be so freeing. I'd be so happy if I could just go on a walk whenever I wanted to. And it came to me the other day when I just, you know, kind of wrapped up some work and I was like, you know what, I need need a bit of a break from my work. I'm going to go out for a walk. And that sense of like, oh, yes, I'm doing that thing that I was really like, I wanted so badly to do when I was in teaching and I couldn't, I didn't feel like I had the freedom to do. I don't know where like this is connected, but um, I, at the time, I suppose I wasn't aware that, okay, I'm actually really passionate about um, being healthy, having, you know, exercising when I want to, working out when I want to, or having a bit more flexibility. And that is something that I'm really passionate about now. But I never thought about it in that kind of, hmm. I wasn't aware that it was a passion. I wasn't aware that it was something that I really enjoyed. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to maybe it's just, it just was never really a conversation piece. It was, You know, like that's not really water cooler talk <laughs> yeah. so much, I guess. Uh, Because I think about, you know, back to your question of like, did I know that I was passionate about at the time, just the same way that you just described your experience at the time, I guess I didn't, Um, Mm. you know, I would get really excited about running and having races coming up. And I think that much of that was tied to like having a goal and, um, you know, being excited about the work that I was putting into it. But whether or not I realized at the time I was like exercising a passion of mine, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I did realize that. Yeah. And so maybe that is, you know, going back to 
just, it's not something that I ever asked myself. Perhaps if I would have asked myself that question, but I didn't even know to ask myself yeah. that question. <laughs> but then you had that but pressure, it, right? You have the pressure of like, when you did get that question, like, did you feel the pressure to have something? I feel, I feel like I have that pressure to be really massively. into something. Yes. Yeah. And I felt, I, I honestly felt like a huge loser. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even come up with something that I'm passionate about. I'm yeah, I, I, I was beside myself, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe that I can't think. And, but now I can think of a million things I'm passionate about. And, you know, it's, I do think that it's because I had never defined what that meant for me. Mm. And so to come up with an answer to something that you've never defined yourself is, you know, nearly impossible, right? But now yeah. I'm like, I'm passionate about relationships. I'm passionate about my family. I'm passionate about travel. I'm passionate about, um, you know, working out. I'm passionate about being outside. I'm passionate about adventure. I'm passionate, like so many things. But now I, I have my own understanding and definition of what that word means for me. And so that makes it easier. And that's why, you know, I think that these conversations are so important because I think there's so many people um, and, and there's so many things out there, myself included, that I still haven't thought to ask myself. But yeah. you, you know, having these conversations is what brings those things to light. So, yeah. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. We, I hope we uncover more of this because it's funny. As soon as you, you keep saying passion and, and you listed those things that you're passionate about, I still think, well, any of those hobbies, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like at this connection of like, a, because I feel like if somebody uh, plays an instrument or is really into like a sport, then to me that that's, that would be, yeah. Okay. Could maybe not be just at a hobby level. It could be a bit more than that, but it would equate to something they're really passionate about. So I feel like in, in those early days, if I go back to when I was asked that question in Japan and I would see, how um, cultivated hobbies were for like the students that I was teaching. It's part of just their everyday school life. They start with, you know, in the morning, they'll do their extracurricular activities, which end up being kind of hobbies and their passions and the things that they're into because they'll choose something that they like. That's That was really cultivated. And for me, I always thought like, okay, I've got to find that thing. I've got to find this activity. I think it's tied to an activity. Whereas now, mm -hmm. I suppose we're, as we're talking about it more and I think about the things I'm passionate about and I suppose when I gave my example of going for walks and being just really into just being outside like you said being outside being healthy having that kind of freedom to you know work out whenever that is yeah it's not necessarily always an activity it's a general thing I'm into um, but I still mm -hmm. I still kind of connected to having something to do yeah and I don't think that's a bad thing mm. I mean I could totally see how uh, when I very first started kind of trying to back myself into like, okay, I have to have passions. What are they? I'm going <laughs> to uncover them. I'm going to figure out what they are. Um, I, I do think that that was probably the first thing I looked to is like, well, what are my hobbies? Like, what do mm. I do in my free time? Um, and I think that, you know, generally speaking, that passions are a lot of times things that you do, activities mm -hmm. and, and like, yeah, something that you would scheduled time for if you will mm. but I don't think that I don't think it has to be that right yeah. I do think that it could be these more general um like more emotional based things like yeah but I don't know I feel like you can always like dial it back to you know if I say that I'm passionate about my relationships 
Like that's not necessarily relationships aren't an activity or a hobby. <laughs> no, at, at least they should. They shouldn't be <laughs> as a whole. Anyway, maybe parts of relationships include doing activities and hobbies with those people. Um, but yeah, I, I think it just depends on like how granular, granular, gr- granular, <laughs> how granular. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's, okay. no, no, it's usually me struggling for words. I'm glad I could help you out there. <laughs> no, but you're right. Cause I think about, for example, women's issues and feminism, that is definitely something mm. that lights me up and I'm passionate about about talking about yes. it. it's definitely not a hobby <laughs> when I think about yes. it it's not a hobby um you know I was I uh, it made me think of when um you know on your phone or on your iPad when you download the news app and you're asked to select like categories things that you're interested <laughs> yeah. in you know when uh-huh. they make you choose like choose the and so it always st- makes me kind of nervous. Yeah. So you start with like, okay, business, technology, um, you know, all the things I, you know, I'm supposed to like definitely like 100% be into top of my list. And then I find myself, okay, fashion, okay, health, all right, these are the <laughs> things I really like. And then I'm like, what articles do I go and read first? Oh, there, there you go. I go and read a fashion article first, or I go and read a health article first. Hang on a second. <laughs> Where are my priorities there? So I think those little things kind of can signal and uncover the things that you're into as well which I felt like I was denying because again I feel like oh the thing I have to be passionate about and into has to be this I don't know why I've got this pressure it has to be some sort of intellectual cerebral thing that I've got to be into whereas it can be all the other light and fun stuff that I enjoy you know like fashion or like reading about you know the latest health craze or whatever yeah so, okay, well, that brings up like a good question. Then that if that's one way that you've kind of maybe in the past or are still currently searching for or uncovering new mm-hmm. passions, what are like, what are some other ways that you have maybe uncovered passions in the past where you've like realized, oh my gosh, wow, I'm like super passionate about this thing, but I only know that because like, because of what? I feel like if you end up talking about it, I've thought about this more recently, probably when I was yeah younger, I, I wasn't aware that obviously the things that you find naturally easy that come to you naturally to talk about or excite you and kind of the conversation flows, I think those are indicators that you're interested and passionate about those things. Mm-hmm. So if I think about yeah, the things that I would enjoy talking about, like feminism, women's issues, fashion, design, the arts, all these things kind of get me excited. I find it easy to have a conversation. I can really get into a conversation about that. But I've never kind of, I suppose, you know, dedicated, you know, gone down a, a career path or what what jobs can I do? <laughs> you know, when you look at the mm. career wheel, right? <laughs> what what yeah. jobs are in, in are in this in this space? So, I think that's one way of looking at it. But then, more recently, in the, you know, the last decade or so, taking up 
courses. I think the way I found that I wanted to leave teaching and kind of move on to the next thing was to take a short course. And I did a very, I did a weekend course in film. This is while I was still living in Dubai. Mm -hmm. I did a weekend course, two days. I knew nothing about film, but I thought if I'm going to be into this, if I'm going to think that I'm, I may want to pursue this, what's the most minimal viable, the shortest thing I can do. And it was that weekend. That was even before I went to um, New York Film Academy. So and I think I got this from my mum. She was really into doing short courses, just little courses here and there that can give you a taste of something. So I, I've always had this idea of like, hey, I want to do a jewelry making course or I want to do a. But yeah, I think those are, are good ways to find out if you're into something. Yeah, it's almost like process of elimination a mm -hmm. little bit right like yeah. instead of just out of thin air like uncovering a passion that is just like plopped out of nowhere for you you're actively seeking out like different areas of potential interest giving yourself like an appetizer mm -hmm. if yeah. you will yes. and then saying like oh okay I really like this I'm gonna continue on this path yeah that's that's awesome. That's great. I feel like I've done that a lot too. There've been like little things I've dabbled in where I mean, I kind of feel that way about running in a mm -hmm. way. Like I never I didn't really like running when I was in high school and stuff. I played, mm -hmm. you know, basketball and volleyball and softball and so I did like running in those sports, but like try to get me on the track team, I would have been like, "No, boring. <laughs> I don't want to run. Just run for running's sake." Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I gave the races a try and and got like really, really into it just by process of like trying some, you know, trying it out and dipping my toes in the water. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever tried anything that you didn't like? Because I think that's another way to also find out to try lots of things that you realize, OK, I don't like that. Yeah, I've eliminated a lot that way. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Man, okay, so I... I, I really do try to be like a participation um, acceptor or, okay. or, or a participatory member of <laughs> my community. Um, and I remember this is probably a couple of years ago now, but um, we do ladies nights every once in a while. And sometimes like ladies night where we're like going to try a new restaurant or you know, something like that. I'm always like, oh, I'm so excited for that. And then there'd be like a ladies night where they're like, we're going to learn how to salsa dance tonight. And I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> opt out. <laughs> and one of the nights was a painting class. Oh, like all the painting. girls were going to like meet at a house and we were going to do, you know, like the canvas and everybody mm -hmm. paints the same thing and they go in steps. And yeah. so it's like a very kind of cohesive, like group led thing. Mm -hmm. Um and I was like, I will never be a painter. <laughs> After the experience? Or how did you yeah, feel about yeah. the idea of it? Um, I did not want to go. Oh. I did. Like, when I heard that that's what the night was going to be, I was like, eh, maybe I'll sit this one out. But <laughs> I was really trying to challenge myself at the yeah. time to not rule stuff out before I gave it a try. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. I'll give anything a try once yep. and then I'll see from there, right? Like that's kind of the whole point of what we're talking about. Like if you don't try it, how do you know? That's a good so attitude. So I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. Try it I, once. I, some of my other friends were like, no, I'm not trying at all. I was mm -hmm. like, please go with me. They're like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. I went, um, you know, I had fun hanging out with the girls, but like that, I would have much rather 
been doing something else. <laughs> when, did you actually finish your painting that night? I did. Okay. Yeah. And what happened to it? And then I, I threw it away when I got home. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a painting class, but I, I would have the same hesitation because I can't draw. Um, but you're right. Like, it's a good attitude to have to just at least try it. And, and again, I say I've always wanted to. Uh, I think I would love it. But I don't know that unless you actually try, right? Yeah. Yeah. And another one for me, and I know that like that you have tried this before. And actually, I don't know if you enjoy it or not. Maybe you do. But I am like, so I do not like escape rooms. <laughs> like they, um, they, they get are at the level where like, I'm creeped out by them. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Do you like them? I know that you've tried them. Well, only because our mutual friends, Jordan and Jenny are, were obsessed. <laughs> with escape room escape rooms I think they like I think they were going for the Guinness Book of Records of number of escape rooms they've done they've done like over over 150 something crazy and it's wow and they were so passionate about it they they would talk about it all the time and they came to visit us in in Sydney and then we went over to Melbourne uh for it was when they came to for a conference here and it was the first time we tried uh, escape rooms. We'd never done one before. And we did three in like one weekend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, it was – see, I was hesitant. Like you for that painting class, I was really hesitant because I, when I learned about the concept of it, I feel like – oh my God, you've got to be really smart. You've got to figure out these clues. It's you know, really, you know, I don't think I'm going to be that person in the group that can't figure anything out and I'm going to hold my, I'm going to hold everybody back. I'm not going to contribute. I had all these, like, I felt all this pressure. Like I'm, I'm going to have to perform when I get in there and I'm going to have to be one of those people that unlocks something and, you know, reveal something. And so I was really nervous on the first one that we did. Um, and it, it ended up being a lot of fun, though. It, it was actually fun. It was actually fun. Like, would you independently go seek one out with Omar on the weekend? No, probably not. Just it's definitely an activity that you want to do with a group of friends. And and I could see doing it just so the first escape room, my brother joined us and he had a lot of fun. But then he was like, OK, I don't want to do another one. Um, Jordan and Jenny really wanted to do more. And we and we found two really cool ones in Melbourne. One had like an uh, ancient Egyptian theme. So that was that was a hoot. Right. Um, because there was well. Why don't a hoot? I don't think I've ever used that word. It was a hoot. Sounded <laughs> <is> so weird. <laughs> anyway, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, Omar's background is Egyptian, so the theme was the theme appealed to us. But then it was a very physical. Um, it was a very physical room where you had to kind of they had little passageways where you had to get on your hands and knees and you crawl through sand. It had you know Ooh. the whole desert. <laughs> I can tell you're already going. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they were fun, but I think they're fun with groups and just as a, mm -hmm. as a first time kind of activity with a, with, a, with a group of friends. I don't know. But because they were so, in, you know, sometimes when someone's really into something, their passion and their enthusiasm is quite contagious and you kind of enjoy yeah, the activity yeah. more because they're having so much fun as well. Definitely. Yeah. Although I can think of an example where 
like with skiing and snowboarding where Omar's having a great time and I'm just like hating every moment of it. So sometimes it doesn't work that way. (laughs) What about, okay, so skiing and snowboarding sounds like one of them. Are there other things that you've tried that you're just like, okay, hard pass? Oh gosh. But you still ski and snowboard. Because I'm trying for the sake of the man I love and to be a very supportive Aww. partner. <laughs> I can't stand That's it. That's very though. sweet. Well, yeah, it is sweet. Okay. It is nice. And, and I think, you know, when the other person really is into something, you do want to support them and you do want to give it a go because it's nice to have a shared activity. And he's really gotten into snowboarding in the last few years. Um, and, you know, you go to the snow and there's not really a lot I can find things to do. I'm definitely not bored if we go and he's off on the slopes and I'm, you know, finding something else to do. Um, But, you know, you want to be supportive and you kind of want to do something that's, yeah, together and fun. But, um, yeah, oh, we tried to learn to code one weekend. That was something we tried that we thought we would love. You know, we're, you know, founders of a software company. We wanted to have a bit more empathy for our engineering team. And we also wanted to, you know, see, hey, maybe we can do this, right? Maybe it's not that hard to learn to code. So Uh we thought, okay, let's do a weekend. I I really love the whole weekend, two day thing. Just give it a go, do a few hours. And we did. (laughs) And it was so, (laughs) it was, I had definitely a great appreciation for how difficult it is. And and sure, it can be learned, but the patience and that you would need Mm. to, you know, to pick up a skill like that later on in life. Yeah, no. And then it it was great because we just realized, no, never going to learn to code. Just hire amazing team members who can code. Right. And what an awesome experience in that respect to where now it gives you such a um, higher appreciation for the work that's Mm -hmm. done by, you know, other people. Yeah. 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 You like skiing, right? Did you learn as a child or is that something you you picked up later? Yeah, I love skiing, but it it definitely is something that I've like, my love for it has grown over the years. Mm. Yeah. I did learn to ski as a, when I was young. My parents used to take us skiing usually once a year. I grew up in San Diego, so we were quite close to a lot of mm. uh, skiing opportunities. Like Big Bear's just a couple hours away, and that's you know a decent ski mountain out west. In comparison, I mean, there are probably a lot of like really avid skiers that are cringing right now. But you know, for <laughs> my ski level, Big Bear was like a cool place to go. Um, but then when I moved to Maine and, you know, John and his family have a ski cabin up at Sugarloaf. And so we got season passes and it was like, I got so into it and I became, I started getting really good at it. And it, you know, we're doing it every single weekend. Like when you Mm -hmm. live on the East coast and, and, and in other places across the United States as well, that get really cold in the winter, I just can't imagine not having an outdoor passion like that because otherwise you're just stuck inside freezing (laughs) all the time. So I was like, well, I definitely don't want to do that. So uh, yeah, it was kind of, you know, in that that regard, I, I feel like that became a big passion of mine due to my circumstances. Like if I would have stayed in San Diego, I don't know that I would have 
been seeking out like skiing, certainly not every weekend, like no Mm. way. But because we were in Maine and we had the ski cabin and we got passes, like we were up there. I mean, I was probably spending more time skiing than I was at home, like at at our home. Yeah. Um, We would like leave on Thursdays and come back Monday. So it was like half the week at home working and half the week at the ski cabin skiing. And it was awesome. I loved it. Wow. And you obviously got better at it. And do you feel like it kind of sounds obvious, right? The better you get at something, the more passionate maybe you become. I mean, maybe that's not always the case, though. I mean, I think to a certain level, I mean, I I guess I could argue that because I think I think about my softball days and I was like very good at softball. I played softball for a really long time, starting at a very young age, you know, T-ball age into like high school. And, but I got to a point where I'm like, I'm just done with this. Mm. Like I loved it for a really long time. I was really good at it, but I was just done with that. So Mm. yeah, I don't know. I think that there are, you know, some things that maybe that is the case with your love grows for it as you get better. Um, I feel that way about tennis right now. I picked up yeah. tennis again. I played tennis when I was younger and then I didn't play for years. And there's a tennis club here in the, in the community that we live in. Mm-hmm. So I started playing every week again and I love it and I'm getting better. And it's like such a fun thing to do that I never would have imagined getting back into tennis. <laughs> I, we had lessons. Yeah, no, I, I, I like tennis. It's another one of those on my list of uh, to-dos to get back into because we, my brother and I had lessons, I think it was just a very short time, maybe for not even a year when I would have been about 11, 12. And my brother would have been eight or nine. Or we, yeah, seven or eight. So we had tennis lessons and I remember really enjoying it as a kid. I don't even know why we stopped. I don't know. Maybe my parents couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> but, or but like, I mean, when you're young, you just like, there's so many different opportunities, right? So many families are just, you're so busy. You, you have to choose. Yeah. You know, can't do everything. I know, but it's one of those things that, and I don't blame my parents for it, but you know, I'm always envious of, um, you know, people who've, you know, played piano since they were three and maybe they're, you know, t- till their fingers bled, you know, <laughs> you know, those parents that really made their kids like, you know, play an instrument or something like that. And, mm. you know, the kids might've hated, they might've hated it at the time, but then years later, they've forgotten all the pain and, 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 and torture of those <laughs> lessons, but they can, you know, play a beautiful piece of music. And I'm like, wow. And you just, you know, it, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've, I've always had like a little bit of envy for for that, I suppose. I know what you mean. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's definitely grass is always greener type of thing. Yeah. Like those people are probably like, I really wish that my parents never would have made me spend all those years on this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, there are circumstances where I'm sure people are incredibly grateful for the steering that was done, like at a young age to yeah. pick something up and to just become like great at it, right? Because I think about that a lot too. I I feel like I've, I became really good at like a lot of different things, but never necessarily like great at one thing. Um, But you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the experiences I had as a child because I feel like they were very, they were varied. Mm. Um, It was never just like all in on one thing. And I appreciate that now because I feel like I've had so many different experiences, which, 
now that I actually am asking myself the question, like, what are you passionate about? You know, I have a, I have a lot to choose from <laughs> yeah. and that's a good thing. That's another thing I really held on to the idea that you have to do one thing and do it really well and achieve that mastery. Mm. Whereas now I've kind of accepted and appreciated more the fact that you can try many different things and you might not be so great at it, but you've had that varied experience and you know a little bit about that and you can kind of relate to that activity, that thing. I think that's not a bad thing. I used to, I I think I used to think it was a bad thing. It's just better to just choose one thing and just go all in. And, you know, the better you get at it, the more your passion will grow for it. And the two kind of will play off each other. But I mean, I had that experience with flamenco where I really like, Mm. I spoke probably like your softball, but I wasn't good at it. So maybe it's different. Okay. You were good <laughs> no, at flamenco. No, yes. <laughs> I've seen you flamenco before. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, look, this is, yeah, it's obviously, it's funny because I spent so many years doing dancing and being into the music and into the whole culture of it. And then I stopped two years ago, like cold turkey, just like, okay. Stopping, not doing this anymore. Do you miss it? Do you ever think like, oh, I should get back into that? This is what blows my mind. How can you be into something for so long and then you stop and you're just like, no, I'm okay. It's all right. I had that time. I'm over it. Interesting. Yeah. Do you miss, like, did you miss softball when you stopped playing? No. I think I missed And this is like an ego thing. I miss being really good at that and kind of being like known for being really good at that. I miss that. I can say that. I don't miss that now, Mm. but I remember a time in my life where, you know, like going into college or whatever, I'm like, wow, it would have been really cool to play a sport in college. And I probably could have played softball in college Mm. if I would have stuck with it. And, but but I, I don't think that I missed it because I missed the sport. I missed the feeling of being really good at something. That makes sense, though. And I honestly yeah. think when you asked me, like, if I miss flamenco and I was so into it and everybody who knows, who knows me just knows how much I was into it and I couldn't stop talking mm-hmm. about it. But I think because I feel like I wasn't good at it, maybe that's why I don't miss it. I wonder if that's part of it I mean I can definitely see there being uh because I've had things like that too where I've put in a lot of time effort and energy and when you don't see improvements or Mm. feel like what you're putting into it it, like that you're at least getting that back in how you perform the thing um yeah I can see that yeah yeah, I feel like in some ways I'm like, why did I spend that much time into being into something? Which I, it's not that I don't like it anymore. And I, and like you said, you know, would I ever go back? Or like you asked, would I ever go back? And I think there is a chance that I would. Because I've still, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you can pick up things later on in life. I feel one thing I'm really passionate about, again, passionate about having done it is playing guitar. Like I would love to learn to play Mm -hmm. the guitar. And I think that's something I could pick up when maybe, you know, there's a little bit less on my plate with work and the business. Um, You need a weekend class in guitar. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh (laughs) 
Yeah, but I also think, I I think that it's chapters too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that certain things come into our, I believe that things come into our life at certain times and they teach us lessons and we go through that for some reason Mm -hmm. that may not be super apparent or evident even after the fact, but I I believe that. Mm. And, you know, that chapter is over for now maybe not forever but yeah yeah Ooh, i like talking about passions no it's it's so what so your number one passion right now is do you have a number number one one number one passion because for me, like when I was so into flamenco, that was a very easy answer. What's your passion? Oh, I'm passionate about flamenco. And now I don't do that anymore. And I'm so passionate about the business. I'm passionate about all these other areas. I still love to do yoga. So I just think, is it, does it have to be one thing? It doesn't. No, definitely not. No. Multi-passionate. Multi-passionate. <laughs> so what would you say, like, what are your, what's like, what's a, few things that you're very passionate about right well you just named a few things that you're very passionate about right now I'm passionate about business now because it's exciting it's fun it's challenging so and to the point about seeing improvement and the passion growing Mm -hmm. I can definitely see how my passion has grown for business the longer I've been in it and where there's been you know wins and successes yeah, there's been, you know, failures and mishaps, but the more you get those wins, the I th- my passion has definitely uh, grown intensely um, for entrepreneurship, for business. I love, you know, thinking about, yeah, this is something that's on my mind a lot. So definitely something that I'm passionate about. I really love yoga. I really love obviously health and wellness and fashion and women's issues. Yeah, I ha- yeah, I feel like I like a lot of things. I think it's good to like yeah. a lot of things. yeah. I agree. It's good to just have I that. I hope, you know, people ask themselves that question and just, because I think sometimes you feel like, like you eight years ago or when I was first asked that question, oh my God, I don't know that one thing I'm passionate about. I've got to have this resolute answer. But if you spend some time to think about it or you ask your friends or family, like, what do I often talk about? What do I, what do you hear mm-hmm. me, you know, bang on about for... <laughs> You can't shut me up about. I think those are indicators. So it's kind of fun to think about them and maybe write them down and, yeah, go deeper in one or another. Yeah, definitely looking back on it, it it wasn't that I didn't have any passions. I just, I hadn't explored that yet. Um, And it is a fun question to ask yourself, whether you have the conversation with a friend or family member or partner or or with your journal you know, by yourself. Is there something that you've always wanted to try that you think you'll do one day or you want to try one day? Ooh. Hmm. It's a great question. (laughs) Maybe you've done a lot already. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think that I have, but I certainly think that there's so much more, so much more out there. I guess I haven't really given that any thought. So thank you for asking me because now I will. (laughs) <laughs> what about you? I think guitar is one of them. Um, yeah. I think that's the first one that comes to mind that I'd like to maybe get back into tennis. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask myself that. Maybe on a future episode mm-hmm. I can share. Exactly. 
Well, Nicole, as we close out today's chat on finding your passion, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two that you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it the most. And friends, we would absolutely love to hear about your thoughts on today's episode topic and maybe even what you're passionate about. We'd love to know what you're passionate about. So you can shoot us an email at hey at canrelatepodcast.com. That's H-E-Y at canrelatepodcast.com. And let us know your thoughts, your passions, or your biggest takeaway from today's episode. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, friends. Until next time.